Are you someone who excels at setting goals and resolutions at the new year, but after just a couple weeks, you lose interest or motivation? Look no further than today's episode of the Get Over Yourself podcast, where we're going to be giving you a step-by-step guide on how you can overcome just that. I'm your podcast host, Brandon Davis, and I started this show for a very simple purpose in mind, to help you destroy your self-limitations and get over yourself. Before we jump full force in today's episode, I want to tell you Happy New Year's. I know 2024 is going to be the best year of all of our lives because we're going to be implementing these very simple strategies that can excel our lives to the exact way we actually want to live them. But once again, before we jump full force, I'm going to be sharing a quick quote of the day. I feel like this is appropriate just to get the new year going off correctly. And this one comes from Tony Robbins. And he says, setting goals is the first step in turning the invisible into the visible. I'm so excited to be sharing this episode with you guys today because we're going to be using that exact same concept that Tony talks about so we can make sure all of our goals are visible in 2024. So with that all being said, let's jump into today's episode. So like I mentioned, we're going to be doing a step-by-step guide on how we can overcome all these challenges inside of our life in 2024, how we can actually hit our goals and resolutions. If you're like most of the population out there, every single year you make a New Year's resolution, you make some kind of goal, and it often comes to a halt within a couple weeks. And the sad fact of the matter is we all are able to actually achieve our goals. We just don't have the right strategy on how we're going to do it. And so that is why I'm creating today's episode. But to get started, I want to talk about step number one, and it's this. We need to start kicking it in gear. So today's episode is going to be very interactive, and I want you to think about this. How many goals or resolutions, whatever you want to call them, last year in 2023 did you leave on the table? Really think about it. Did you only go to the gym for a couple weeks when you said you were going to go at least four times a week? And then after, you know... January ended last year. When February hit, you stopped going. Maybe you didn't read as many books as you promised yourself you would, or you didn't mend that broken relationship inside of your life. Take a couple seconds, pause this episode if you need to, and come back when you're ready, when you have all these things that you left on the table. So after having paused, I hope you recognize that there's probably a lot of things you left on the table from 2023. And my goal today is to help you make sure that in 2024, you do the exact opposite of that. You finish every single one of your goals, you go above and beyond, and you accomplish everything that you need. But looking at that list you either made inside of your head or wrote out on a piece of paper, why do you think you stopped actually accomplishing those goals? Why did you give up on them come January, February, March? Did you have some kind of incident that happened inside of your life that made you stop? Did you just lose interest or motivation? What made you actually stop that? Once again, feel free to pause and come back when you've actually thought about that. Perfect. I hope you've given a couple seconds to think about that. And now I want to give you sort of a perspective. And I'm going to use the example. I use this a lot on the podcast because it's something we all relate to. But I'm going to use the example. Say last year you wanted to get in better shape. That meant going to the gym three times a week, eating healthier. Everyone has their own kind of goals on that. But for this very simple example, I want to give you a new perspective. And if you follow the news, I'm going to be talking a little bit about something called ZepBound. It's a new pharmaceutical drug that's supposed to be the biggest selling drug ever created in this world. It's going to be bigger than any drug, Tylenol, anything like that that you've ever experienced. And ZepBound, it's kind of 
in my opinion, it's very sad. It's a suppressor to the food that you eat inside of your head. And so if somebody who's overweight needs to stop their cravings, they want to kind of turn their brain off and tell them that they're not hungry anymore. This drug goes inside of your system and basically tells your brain just that you don't need more food. You don't need those sweets. It takes off these inner cravings that we have inside of our head and turns them off. So we don't want them anymore. And you may be asking, why is a drug like this even applicable? Why would it matter to me? Well, if you're an adult listening to this podcast, and I'm referring to adult, anyone who's 18 or older, 50%, just under 50% of the American population is obese when they become an adult. Once again, just above 18. And those numbers rise as you get older and older and older. And so they created this pharmaceutical drug, ZepBound, to help you with your cravings so you no longer have to go out and crave all your chocolate cakes and your ice creams and all your fatty foods, and you can hopefully live a healthier lifestyle. The problem I have with that is you're literally leaving it up to a drug that controls how your brain thinks, and you have no self-discipline to tell yourself that it's time to stop eating so much and it's time to go hit the gym. Once again, think about all the goals you left on the table last year. In the future, there's going to be some kind of drug out there or some kind of system, some kind of robot who's able to accomplish those tasks for you. But at some point, you've got to take ownership and you have to start kicking it into gear and recognize that it's on you to accomplish this. Are you really going to sit back and let your life be determined by the next pharmaceutical drug that's supposedly going to save you? Are you going to sit back and let the other people do all the work? Because I promise you this much, guys, nobody's going to accomplish these goals or resolutions but you. You set your mind to it, you have to be the one to accomplish it. Don't let somebody else or some drug in this case take it over for you. So after you recognize that it, you need to kick it in gear and start actually accomplishing what you say you're going to accomplish, have a sense of ownership in that, you need to readjust your goals accordingly. And I was really considering not even adding this one in today's episode in the step-by-step -step guide of how you can achieve your New Year's resolutions and goals in 2024, but ultimately I decided I was going to add it but it comes with a couple caveats. So at the beginning of the year, we're all excited. Let's say you just followed step number one, you started kicking it in gear and you're recognizing, man, I do need to lose some weight. Man, I do need to start reading more. I need to go out on more dates. I need to, whatever goal you set for yourself, I need to make more money, save more money, et cetera. Once you actually have those goals set in place and you're ready to start kicking them in gear, give it a month, two months, three months, eventually you're going to start feeling burnt out. You're going to feel like you don't want to keep going with them. You're going to feel like it's impossible in many cases, and you're going to want to throw on the towel. But with step number two on the step-by-step -step guide, I want to share this insight that you can actually step back from your original goal and readjust it. And the reason why I was hesitant to be sharing this is a lot of times when we readjust our goals, it comes as just an excuse. We recognize that whatever our goal was in the beginning, it was actually way tougher than we thought initially it would be, and we ultimately give up on it. Let's go back to that gym example. Originally, you said you wanted to go five times a week. You wanted to go Monday through Friday, but when Monday through Friday started getting a little bit more difficult, you said, I don't want to do this anymore, and you stopped going altogether. What we need to be doing is readjusting these goals. So maybe if you're going Monday through Friday, you recognize I can't keep up this lifestyle. I'm getting in better shape and I recognize that, but my time just doesn't, my time is restricting me from going this often or I'm feeling too sore to be going this often. Whatever excuse you have up inside of your head, it's proper to readjust the goal than throw it in, away completely. The reason I say that is at the end of the day, whether you said you're going to go five times or whether you go three times a week, 
it's still better to be going than throwing it away completely. So when you want to readjust these goals, you have to sit back and think, okay, I got from A to B and now how can I, how can I get from B to C? How can I get from C to D and so on? Readjusting your goals isn't a way to just give up on them. It's a way to reframework them so you will actually continue. And in the long run, you're going to improve. This process of readjusting your goals as well, it helps you recognize these goals realistically. Once again, at the very beginning of the year, it's super common for people to set these lofty goals. I'm not saying you can't accomplish them, but what I am saying is in a couple months, you will feel tired and you're going to want to give up. So when you readjust them, it makes it a little bit more realistic so you can continue going forward on them. So now the big question is, Brandon, how on earth would I actually readjust my goals? I, I am exactly in that category. You may be listening to this podcast in March and say, I'm in that exact same boat right now. I don't know what to do. I've, I've kind of worked out all my goals right now and I feel like I'm getting nowhere. I feel like I'm exhausted. I don't want to keep going. So let's start with the timing of it. You made these lofty goals at the beginning of the year. And now you're a few months down and you don't know what to do anymore. So this is my personal belief on how you can overcome that. You want to go until you're just at the point of burnout. So you don't want to get to the point of burnout where you're going to throw in the towel and quit. You want to get just before that. So let's say, going back to the same example we've used this entire episode at the gym, you're able to go for two months straight, Monday through Friday, but then coming in March, you're starting to feel a little bit more uneasy. You feel like you don't have time for it anymore and you want to stop going because it's hard. You're not noticing very many results and you want to, once again, throw in the towel. When you're just before that point of giving up, I want you to sit back and readjust the goal. No longer are you going to go five times a week, but in order to make sure we're maintaining that same pattern inside of our lives and creating these good habits, I'm going to lower that five day a week at the gym down to just three days. I'm going to go Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And when I go on these Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, I'm going to train for X amount of time. You're not throwing in the towel. You're just readjusting those goals. At this time, it's also very appropriate to rediscover your why or the reason why you started doing it in the first place. If you, if you started going to the gym at the very beginning of the year, why did you start going to the gym at the beginning of the year? Was it to lose weight? Was it to get in better shape? Was it to get stronger? Was it to look better? Think about those whys next time you're readjusting your goals, and that will help you pick up the motivation once again and keep going forward when the times get tough. Once again, it's not an opportunity to quit, but it's an opportunity to keep going and make sure in the long run, you're going to be able to accomplish that. And with that being said, I want to share an example. I personally went through last year in 2023 in my life where I actually had to take a step back and readjust my goals. And I want to start with a lot of times it's very difficult to do this because it's easy to quit. But in my case too, I felt like a failure when I was readjusting my goal. And my, my goal last year was to start saving for a house and put a down payment on a home. And when I was doing that, I was super eager. Me and my wife, we toured a bunch of homes in the Utah County area. I want to say we toured around 20 homes, but there was two main issues that we saw come up inside of our home search. Number one, we weren't in love with many of the properties that were inside of our price range. They were older. They had a bunch of issues. Um, they just weren't speaking to us. And when you put a down payment on a home, you, you kind of want it to speak to you. You want to feel like it's an actual home for you. And then the second issue is the interest rates were incredibly high. And so for us, eventually we wanted to turn it into a rental property and start our kind of rental investment portfolio. But the issue is with how high the interest rates were at the time and the price of the home, eventually we'd be having to charge way over asking price for renting in that area. And so ultimately we just decided it wasn't the appropriate time to go through and buy the home. And like I said, this hurt at the time. 
I wanted to go and achieve that goal that I set forth at the beginning of the year, putting this down payment down on a home. But I recognized after I got over myself, I readjusted my goals and I said, okay, maybe it's not the appropriate time for me right now to be buying a home, but you know what is appropriate? Putting my money into stocks. So that way it's not just sitting at the bank earning no money. So what did I do? I maxed out my Roth IRA. IRA, I put it into the stock market, and now my money's working for me rather than just sitting in the bank. And this entire principle is very important because if I was to have just given up on my down payment on the home, sure, I would still have X amount of dollars in my bank account and not just kind of sitting there. But overall, subconsciously, it would be teaching my brain a horrible lesson that quitting is okay, that quitting on whatever goal you set out is okay. I was able to take that goal, readjust it, ditch the down payment for the house for the meantime, and set a goal that will keep me on the common trajectory of eventually hitting that. And that was investing in the stock market. So once again, if you're trying to go to the gym and you can't do it, readjust your goals. Go a little bit less, but overall it'll make a more meaningful impact. If you're trying to build relationships, if you were trying to take somebody out to lunch every week, maybe every week is out of the question for you now, but every month you can do that. Because in the long run, it will help, I promise you. All right, and step number three in the step-by-step guide on how you're going to achieve your goals and resolutions in the year 2024 is you need to incorporate data into your goals, measurable data. So just a couple days ago, I was talking to my brother-in-law. We're sitting at his house, and I was asking him, okay, in 2024, how do you want to achieve your goals? What kind of goals do you even have? And we're just kind of chit-chatting back and forth. And like many Americans out there, he said one of his goals was to get in better shape. And I kind of poked and prodded at him a little bit. And I said, okay, that's great. But how do you actually plan on doing that? The entire point of the episode, most people give up on their New Year's resolutions three weeks in. And so I was, I was asking him, what are you going to do? And not getting too personal because it, it is a personal goal for him. But he said he was going to use data to actually measure his goals. I said, data, well, what do you mean by that? And he's a very data-oriented person, but I recognize even for myself, I'm not a very data-driven person, but what he was saying is so true, and I'm going to be doing it inside of my life in 2024 so I can hit my goals. He said, I'm not just going to be going to the gym. I'm not just going to be going on walks. I'm not just going to be eating healthier, but I'm actually going to track it. So he opened up my fitness pal, something a lot of us are common with. I have it on my phone, and all it is is you simply log your food. Every single day, you log what you eat for breakfast, for lunch, for dinner, any snacks you have, and it helps keep track of your calorie count. That way you know how much protein you're having, how many calories you're having, what you should be eating, what you shouldn't be eating. And he said, this is going to be the key to me achieving my goals this year. I'm going to be measuring my data. So when it comes to breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I know exactly how many calories I'm at. And say around 9 p.m., I get a little little snackish. If I have some extra calories I can have for the day, I can tell my brain, sure, that's okay. But on the days where I don't have extra calories, I can tell my brain, no, you have plenty of food in your system and you don't need to be eating more. And I loved what he was saying because this data is exactly how he's going to drive for a healthier lifestyle. It's not just him telling himself, I'm going to go to the gym three times a week and I'm going to get in better shape and yada, yada, yada. But he's going to be having data that is actually measurable to show him that he is accomplishing his goals. So say he was eating, I don't know the exact numbers, but say he was eating 2,500 calories a day. And he wants to lower that to 2100 so he can lose some weight. What he's going to do is he's going to track that so he can tell his brain yes or no when it gets hungry again. 
And that's very easy to do in the fitness industry to track your calories because of how great these apps are that track all of our calories. But how do you measure your data inside of your goals this 2024 when it comes to something a little bit more out there, a little bit less tangible? Some simple ways to do that, say you're trying to once again improve these relationships, you can track how many people you're talking to in the day. You could track how many people you reach out to in a month, how many people you haven't talked to in the past that you're talking to now. You can measure that data. Or if you're trying to read more books, this one's also very simple. Measure how many books you're reading a month. Measure down to the minute detail of how many pages you can read a day so you can track exactly how far you can go with this. The more data you can give yourself, the more power you're going to give your brain saying, I'm going to be able to accomplish this goal. You're no longer going in blind. You're no longer going in with nothing to help you. You have these results that tell you, I am able to do this. That way, once again, when times get very difficult and you're going to want to throw in the towel and give up on whatever resolution you set, you're going to be able to continue doing them because you have the data that proves you're able to do just that. So guys, I want to wrap this up for you in very layman's terms. Go back and listen to any of these parts that you need to again if you want the full step-by-step -step guide. But once again, part number one, you need to recognize that it's time to kick it in gear. If nobody is going to be helping you along the path, you need to tell yourself, I have the motivation, I have the drive, I'm going to be able to do this. It's easy to do right now, but will you still be able to in three months from now? Step number two, when those times do get tough, you need to recognize how to readjust your goals accordingly. Readjust your goals to make sure overall you're hitting them long term. We don't need to do anything rushed. We don't need to get the six pack in six days. We need to get it over the long term. And finally, step number three, we need measurable data and all of our resolutions to make sure we're accomplishing them. Start small, start with the minute details, and that way you can grow out and grow out. So when times get tough, you're able to continue going. And you know that because you have data to back you. So guys, today's episode was the first episode of 2024. I've been doing this podcast now for two and a half years, just over two and a half years. This next August, I'm going to hit my three-year mark, which is insane to be thinking about. I want to continue growing this show. So if you know anyone who struggles with their New Year's resolutions and wants to get better, this is the episode for them. They need the step-by-step -step guide as well. And guys, if you need to reach me, make sure to check the description down below, and I'll see you next time.